Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gnarly Munchies. I'm here again. Hope your pandemic has been safe and sound. If you got the Rona, fuck. If you don't have the Rona, yeah. Continue on with your fucking lives. Hope everybody stays safe out there. But anyway, let's cut into the whole gist of things. Make sure you guys check out the Live and Enjoy movement. They have an Instagram page. They have a Facebook. I think they have a Twitter, too. I'm not quite sure. I got to ask those guys. But anyway, also, I have to mention this. Um, Check out We Unfuck the World. Shout out to those guys. You can check my post um, for We Unfuck the World, where I made a little long long speech um if you want to listen to it uh you can check it out on my instagram uh stem wills the strap that's stem s-t-i-m underscore wills w-i-l-l-z underscore the d-a underscore strap s-t-r-a-p holla at your boy so without further ado let's get into this motherfucking episode hey what up, dude? I am here with the one and only, the fairy himself. <laughs> the fairy. That's a good one. <laughs> Look, if people think that's derogatory, fuck them. <laughs> they don't even know what they mean by fairy. Right. I'm not going to add the extra part because the man has a life and a job. <laughs> right. You know? But introduce yourself, sir. Uh, I'm Billy. Uh, the... Half of Burning Spider Stoke Company, and uh, yeah, yeah, the other half of Burning. <laughs> I'm a little giggly and shit, but I am excited to have you here, dude. Um, you might as well tell people what the hell you got going on right now, man. What's uh, what's new with Burning Spider besides just the shop? <laughs> well, things that we've been working towards for many years have, are finally pulling together and becoming something that's more than just a thought so um we've got our wood shop going and pressing our own skateboards and trying to get um new ideas and more more wood mm. so we can make some more molds uh right now we're doing double kicks and uh old school pour, pull boards and things of that nature trying to get uh shit moving along we just started pressing last week and it's going on pretty good we've got 11 laid up, and we're going to do two more tonight, two more tomorrow, two more Saturday, hoping for 10 a week. And then I've got another mold coming down pretty quickly uh, from a good buddy of mine. And um, we're going to start using that guy, and then we're going to start making our own molds, which is all in time, right? Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I've been here for a while. I'm super stoked about it. I know your process, but... uh. How did you go about learning all this? Like, what was the steps that was taken? Well, I didn't learn any of it from anyone, really. Uh, I've been in construction most of my life. I've done a lot of YouTube, I guess, um, and paid attention to a lot of builders that I look at and, like, try to gear myself towards that I inspire to be. Um, and most of them I don't even know, but I've followed them for a long time. Schmidt Sticks and... Uh, Fickle skateboards, and um, there's Creative Serenity that's local to town that we actually are good friends with, and that's actually the press that we're using because we were able to pick that up from him when he retired. And uh, all of our shapes that we are are currently using is straight from that guy. I mean, so if you're used to riding their stuff, you're you're going to be riding our 
our stuff that's made by us that's basically the same styles and shapes that he was producing but we're gonna have our own spins and uh craftsmanship on it um other than that i mean we're just just buying the tools that's that's the biggest part that's where i started i didn't even know the i mean i kind of had an idea of where i needed to be where i wanted to be but um getting the tools is the biggest part because it's a lot of money and then getting everybody stoked to help you achieve the end goal is another thing uh if it wasn't for my good buddy joey stoll he he's helped me through the process more than a lot of people and um he's actually allowing us to take over his garage and and make it our wood shop and i can come in here anytime i want so that's kind of a a good thing if i didn't have that i wouldn't have what we have now so that's pretty fucking dope yep that's really dope dude like i mean a lot of people dream of doing it it's about doing it right like taking the idea and then like committing to that idea and then doing the work to the idea not just saying oh i have a dream and then just leaving it as a dream um can't be all just thoughts it's got to be forward motion yeah just like skateboarding if you're not rolling you're not you're not going anywhere right you're stagnant you're just like oh what am i doing so which brings up skateboarding when did you start skating exactly man that's hard to say i i want to say around nine or ten years old but I'm almost 40 now. I'm 39. I'll be 40 August. I would say safely 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time. And I, I didn't, I mean, I, 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 I longboarded and, and cruise now, but back then I was pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I, I loved jumping off a of big shit and finding the gnarliest gaps that I could find. And I mean, I was just pretty crazy when I was young, but that's why I can't really skate much anymore because i i get all stoked and fucking want to do shit that i used to do back then and end up hurting myself every time i jump in a park or whatever so it's understandable that that the young mind doesn't go but the body show there for sure doesn't want you to break yourself anymore it's like fuck you bro that's that's why the end goal i mean i'm i'm i still ride you know i can go push 100 miles tomorrow if i want and, and in a good timely manner but my, my passion was street skating. That's what I've always done. And, and then I started downhilling and, and doing free ride and, and cruising and having a good time that way because my bones couldn't take the drops and the twisted ankles. Plus, I have a family of four, so I can't really comfortably go out and rip it and risk hurting myself and then having to do my job, which is pretty pretty intensive. So I got to be cautious of what I'm doing and how I'm hurting myself or whether or not and then have to deal with working with my broken bones or whatever right on right on so um so now i know the story of this this is a i mean i think it's one of the uh, freaking fantastic love affair um so how did burning spider just come to existence like what 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 built that energy? man that's a long story and an interesting one um joseph burnham and myself kind of became friends and he was a rollerblader at the time and I was a hardcore skateboarder and had been for a long time and uh, I don't discriminate never have never did Uh, if you're having fun and you're stoked and you're a cool person I'm all about it that's what it's about I mean creativity and having a good time and he used to skate with me and I would get tired and I'd put on his skates and he'd get on my board and we'd just fucking have a good time till three in the morning you know and cause all kinds of havoc and trouble and one day he called me and he was like, I'm tired of my fucking job. What do you think about making a skate shop? And I was like, well, that'd be cool. 
how are we going to do it? And he's like, I don't know. Kind of like GameStop. We'll take people's old stuff in and sell new stuff and all that good stuff. And we'll just have a good time with it. I was like, all right, let's, let's fucking do it. So phone call turns into searching for a building. Then we found a building that we wanted and we rented it. And all of a sudden he calls me and I, well, I had been planning to move from my location up here, which is three hours away. And we got the building and I'd been traveling up here every weekend, uh, for the whole year trying to find a building and get shit planned out because we've been selling stuff out of the garage at his house and uh, finally got the building locked in and he decided right then that he wanted to quit at uh, his job because he was tired of it and I said you know what do it you can run the shop you can live above it I'll come up get a different job we'll see where it goes and eight years later guys are here where we're at i mean we got a huge community that joe's worked and strived and persevered through and and done a lot of work and i mean he works seven days a week pretty much every fucking day of every year for the last eight years and he's the one that's the face of the company you know i'm in the background because i'm working so much and i can't i have a family of four plus my wife you know just four kids and so i gotta make I got to make good money to support them and then also have time and and thought process for the skate shop, which is what I love my wife about because she deals with it. But You're for, a lucky man. For sir. the past three years, we've been kind of, you know, buying tools here and there and stuffing them in this wood shop. And it was chaotic for three years, you know. And then the end of last year, 2020, the year of COVID, I decided, you know what, fuck this. We can't get skateboards in the shop on a timely manner every time we get a shipment in they're gone within the week and our our showroom is still bare i used right. to remember seeing it with fully loaded with all kinds of shit that's right. the way i want to see it and if i can't get and purchase that from companies that i love then because they're having shortage issues then right. i'm gonna try and make my own shit to put in that shop and do it on my time and still have a good time so and make it something that i'm proud of and something that you can say is local as well as ship all over the world, I'm hoping. Right on, right on. Um, besides board pressing, like I know this is a wood shop and I remember you explained to me before, not just and just get off the topic of skateboarding, it's not just focused on building skateboards. So if anybody has other interests, what would they how would they go about contacting you, getting all that stuff arranged and if they have a custom design or custom idea would you be able to do it and how would they go about doing that? Well, the hard part about custom projects and someone that's not local is you have to, you have to be able to manage ship and, and make something that someone wants. So if it's something huge, like a dresser or a bed or a mantle or something like that, yeah, we could do it. Yeah. We could ship it. And yeah, I would love to make shit like that for someone that's outside of town, but the uh, shipping and all that stuff is going to be kind of a, a nightmare, but uh, I'm willing to make. That's that's the thing about this wood shop. I'm I have tools and buy tools that's not specifically for skateboarding, but that will advance my woodworking skills in many other ways. The where it would allow me to advance my skateboarding making and my mold making, and the process of what we're doing and try and grasp and understand how wood works and that's mainly what i want to do is focus on wood because that's what we're pushing so if we can focus on everything wood we're going to know how wood works and moves and shrinks and you know swells and 
turns into a different shape after it dries and all that good stuff. So Which can also improve the quality of boards. The too. boards, yeah. So the more better craftsmanship we get in, say, doing a cabinet or a shelving unit or like for instance what's sitting in front of you right here a fish tank stand with two doors on it you know it's full uh that is uh let me think about it cedar that's a full cedar cabinet that we threw together for uh, joey's wife and um yeah i mean it's just if, if you can't build something out of nothing but scrap wood you gotta start somewhere so Right with on. my with my background and all that stuff, I want to build everything because, in my opinion, skateboarding's so finicky, and it has been over the many years. I wish I could say that I could live and support my family of four, plus Joe and his family, plus Joey and his family that's right. using his garage all off skateboards. But and hopefully we do, and we will. Right, right. But I can't count on that until it's happening. So I'm going to be pushing for other stuff as well to gain more capital and more want and needs and we'll be a full-blown wood shop so you can order whatever you want so you hear that ramps you know? boards fish tanks shelving whatever right. you need man it'll be available like what's really what i find really cool is that diversity and that 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 uniqueness where you can just push anything and it's not just skateboarding and our reason why i asked that is because most people just say, hey, I want to build skateboards, but don't understand, like, there's other things you can do within that woodworking yeah, area. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't be tunnel visioned. You have to be open-minded and you have to be willing and ready to take on new challenges. And no matter what you try in other aspects of woodworking, it's going to help you in the skateboard process, period, because you're going to understand more processes and more ways to do things than just being tunnel vision towards skateboards. You could be tunnel vision towards skateboards and be doing something wrong the whole time or way harder the whole time until you really understand what you're doing and, and have other processes going to make stuff easier. Nice, so nice. you have to be a wide open mind and accept everything, be willing to do everything and uh, adjust. So if, you, if you're closed-minded, you're not going to get anywhere. Just think of it that way. It's the same way with life. If you are one-track focused, yeah, you're going to get that, that one job done. But what's your next job? What's your next goal? What's your next move? How are you going to pick yourself up and keep going after that job's done? Well, you can't unless you're looking past that and you have a wider view and you're accepting other jobs and other tasks and other ta challenges down the road and lining them up so they're they're stacked up nice. you don't want to pressure yourself you don't want nice. to overwork yourself but you want to be open to taking on more shit and Very whether nice. you're comfortable or not you gotta you're gonna you're gonna learn it some way right 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 that brings me another question um like for what like type of, what type of wood are you using like how like what will be the board constructions pretty much uh for now we're just using maple most people call it canadian hard rock maple but honestly i got this out of uh Indiana, right? Indiana, yeah. And um, Marwoods, they're pretty good. Uh, there's a couple different places that you can get it, especially from Canada. I do have some Canada maple right here. I've got some slimer sheets, you know, different colored veneers, but um, all 16th inch veneer maple. And, you know, we use Type Bond too because it's cheap, it's good, it's waterproof, it's better. Um, you can go type on three if you want if you spend more money, but it's not any better. It's the same shit. It's just more expensive. 
So being that it's waterproof, would it, it, does it lessen the chance of DLAM or? I wouldn't say it lessens the ch chance of DLAM, no. I mean, that's all in your construction and your layups and uh, making sure you have proper glue adhesion as well as coverage when you press it and you have good cure times and things of that nature. Um, DLAMs are more or less going to be the atmosphere that you're pressing in probably. Um, and another thing is the, I mean, everybody's atmosphere is different. My atmosphere here right now is cold, dry, and wet. So I got a wood burning stove that I'm stoking, you know, and I get a good fire started in here every day. So at least there's a, a 70 degree room for at least half the day. And then, you know, it gets cold overnight or whatever. So that can help help and hinder glue times. And everybody's different. So some people have 70s all year round and that's perfect. No, they have the in house they have the warehouse and they right. have a little bit more finances. They probably have somebody who's backing them. I mean what I do know, like what I call the American dream is hundred percent no loan, go out there, save your bread. One hundred percent. What what I like to call it is pocket change. Because, you know, if you're borrowing from people to get to make your dreams happen, then you're stealing from yourself. So that's why I say if you're not looking past the first goal you're not doing it right because if you're stuck on the first goal you're not accomplishing anything after that the whole time you're just being stuck on the same goal and you're working your ass off for the same goal and not getting anywhere so if you can help yourself by thinking in other directions even if it's even if it's something minute it's going to be huge down the line so you i mean i'm trying to think of the question again but because i lost it so did I. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've been talking for a while. The pro um, I mean, the process is simple. I mean, you just got to keep moving and have a goal and set another goal after that and another goal after that. And you got to be reaching towards all those goals at the same time. So um, when can people expect the boards to be uh, fully released and offered to the public? Well, like I said, right now we started pressing a couple weeks ago. Um, we got 12 that are in curing process. So after you pull them out of the mold, uh, you got to let them sit for five days at least to cure. And that's kind of early still, but the longer the better because you don't want that wood glue moving around and any of that shit. You want it set up solid and set to go before you start cutting it, shaping it, sanding it, all that good stuff. So also we got to get graphics going and things of that nature. We have screen printing stuff and all that good shit but it's all packed up and it's all stored away and we haven't had it out or used it in a minute so we need to we need to get a stock of good boards that we have pressed shaped sanded ready to go and then we need to come up with some i have some things in mind and i have some designs that i purchased years ago and haven't used yet and i'm gonna start figuring it out you know i don't have any i do have a plan but i don't I don't want to say a date because everybody's going to hold me to it. And I don't want to tell everybody to fuck off when they're, <laughs> when they're uh, being greedy. Like, hello, so, is, uh, is Bernie Spider selling boards now? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So my, my best suggestion on that question is just keep touch with the uh, Bernie Spider Stoke Company Facebook page and website. And uh, that's where it will be for sale first, unless you're one of the select few people that I feel that deserves one before anybody else. Awesome. You know? And it's not that I'm picking favorites, but there's been a lot of people around my life that I feel uh, might might like one of my wall hangers, which I haven't stomped any of these, I haven't skated any of these, but that's the process too. We got to make sure that they're that they're worth skating. So the first right. ten, in my opinion, if you're gonna start something, yeah, I've got enough boards 
or wood to make 60, 70 boards. But 10 of those, in my opinion, need to go to R&D. And, you know, I want to stomp the first one without even ollieing it just to see if it holds up. And everybody looks at me crazy. <laughs> yeah. But you can't, you can't sell something that's inferior, and you don't know if it's inferior unless you stomp it, right? So right, right. Remember all those times you get pissed off at the skate park and you fucking stomp your board and it bounces back at you and yeah. you get even more pissed and stomp on it again and it does the same fucking thing yeah I've that's people. the type of fucking board <laughs> i'm making and i want to make so i don't know if i can make that unless i stomp it right so, right right so maybe nine out of those ten are gonna get stomped because maybe the first one fucking breaks the first stomp you never know you want that? and that's why i want to stop one you want somebody to be there, get angry at their board, and they stomp on it, and their foot breaks instead in the board. Yeah, but nobody <laughs> wants to buy a new board and go out to the shop, you know, skate park, right, and, right. and and snap it first trick. So I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm going to make sure that I'm selling a, a nice, good, American-made, with care, uh, product right here from the Midwest. Right on, right on. Well, we're going to get some more fun shit. Like, um, what's your most gnarly skate experience? Like, what... Oh. What has blown your fucking mind over the years? I mean, it's 30 years. It's a long time. To be a has. skater. That's, there's a couple that stick out. One of them was watching... You know, I, I, I've done a lot of work in the skate park scene back in the early... Well, late 90s. Early 2000s. Uh, me and Joe ourselves are responsible for one park, for sure, that I know of. That's 100% mine and Joe's work. Um, in Aurora, Missouri, it's a... It's a metal park that we, you know, we kept getting tickets and going to the, you know, because we were skating on the streets and and they had no sidewalks in this little fucking town we lived in. So they wanted us to ride on the sidewalk, but there was no sidewalks. How do you fucking So they would give us tickets and harass us. So we started, the men that we are, we like to say fuck you in the right way. So we started going to the park meetings, the park board meetings at City Hall and uh, started voicing our opinions and voicing why we thought it was unfair and and you know putting our voice out there and not liking paying the tickets obviously we weren't right i mean we weren't ever getting a ticket for doing destruction of property or none of that bullshit right. they would just pull us over skating down the road and fucking give us a ticket so ridiculous we had some friends that parents you know this was when we were younger that worked with the fire department this and that you know and they stepped in and cut for us and we got a park board meeting to agree with us that we all needed a skate park because there was too many skaters in town that needed it. So we worked, 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 and we got a $70,000 park built. And then there was another phase that I wasn't around for, neither was Joe, but they did continue the process that we started. So they have another half, they have a half pipe now and, you know, some other stuff. And then there's also the Springfield Skate Park Project, which is bringing me to the original point. One of those experiences... I was on the Springfield Skateboard Project for many years. Went to a lot of the demos and things of that nature. And Brian with Classic Boards in Springfield, Missouri. If you've ever from there, you know that name. Um, but I was good buddies with him. And he allowed me to help him out on one of the demos since I'd been to all of them. And uh, got to meet the A-team, Chet Thomas, Gershon Mosley, uh, Dave Mayhew. You know, all those good motherfuckers. That name is very and, familiar. And there's a board in the shop, actually, that's signed by all those guys. Nice. Um, but uh, that was a good experience. I got to watch them, see them, meet them. And then they all came to the park before it was even open and finished. And we had most of the ramps done. And they came in and did 
a big demo there and I got to I had a broken wrist at the time so I was on the floor filming everybody so that was pretty cool badass um, very badass there's that and then you know ultra skate's pretty mind-blowing that's a good time and especially that one uh the first one that I ever been to the last one I ever been to because I didn't get to go this year because of COVID but um skating as much as you can in 24 hours is pretty unreal and I mean it's a pretty fun adventure especially when there's crazy rain for half of that 24 hours oh you was out in the rain one? Oh yeah oh yeah. shit damn yeah first time still got my goal i could have done way more if it was not raining but that rain will fucking drag you down especially when you're riding through three inches of water in the flat bottoms of a nascar track with super hard winds blowing in your face like 30 to 50 miles an hour the palm trees are bending over and it's fucking raining the whole time and cold by the way Huh, so not typical Miami when weather. When you're going through <laughs> 10, 12 hours of that shit, it's hard to reach your goals. So, but I did, you know, and if I went back and had a sunny one, I think I could hit 200 miles pretty fucking easy. Yeah, I've heard stories about your long distance pushing life and uh, how you smoke, you used to smoke Joe, because I called Joe Joseph, um, Joe Goggins. Right. Because of his, like, just beast mode when he's pushing. And what he told me is you would smoke him. Yeah. On occasion, so I think I probably still could. Damn. I mean, there's not, and my, I mean, I don't want to boast or nothing like that, but my whole life I've been street skating, so I've been pushing little pebble wheels all the way across town my whole life, and loving it. And that's harder, in my opinion, than yes. pushing a nice setup longboard that costs five hundred bucks and it rolls for fucking ever one push. You right. know. So if I jump on my my push deck, which is currently a carbon Pantheon um, double drop, and it's got let's see, Indies, one sixty fives, I think the octagon hanger ones, you know the precision ones. They're the Indie. I don't remember. They they don't even sell them anymore. Copy. But they're the regular Kingpin uh, Indies. And I don't know why I can't think of the name of those. Yeah, anyway. But then you got Kegels, and then you got ceramic bearings, and all that shit. So, and if I'm pushing, I like to keep a cadence, and my cadence is usually pretty high. Huh? Surf rods? Surf rods, indies. That's what it is. Surf rods, indies. Wow. They don't, so, yeah, they, I love those trucks. Those trucks are fucking amazing. And that, I mean, I put those, I, I have plenty of precision trucks for down, long hill, downhill, long distance, long hill. Hey, I like long hills. Long hills, yeah. And uh, but the surf rod indies are fucking amazing. And I, I'm a traditional kingpin person anyway, street right. skating. So I'm not doing anything stupid. So right. I love that that style, and my board's like a half inch from the ground. So, but when I was street skating, I loved big ass wide decks. I always had half inch Dukes risers with fucking Independence trucks or Grind Kings or Thunders up there. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the stair stepper all day long. Right. You know, but it didn't phase me. So when I jump on something with soft ass wheels that are 65 millimeters and rolls forever, I'm gonna keep that cadence much faster. And I don't think about beating anyone or none of that shit. It's just all in my head and my rhythm and the way I, I push around corners. I, you know, all that shit. It's, it's more like it a just, meditative. It's just flow. It's my flow. Gotcha. It's like a you meditative know? release almost. 
Yeah, and if I, I, I do try to stay with, you know, if I'm with a group, you know, I try to stay with them as long as I can, but 90% of the time, I'm going to, I'm going to go past them, because I just like to have fun, and my fun is in my own head, so. I got, I get what you're saying, right. I, get, I totally get what you're saying, because the people that I do pay attention, like David Goggins, is like, it's all right here, it's all mental, and as soon as you get outside your mind, as soon as you give up that mental game, you already lost, it's, it's over, Right. and I heard this fucking gnarly story about you, foot breaking at 40 miles per hour, please tell me this story, I, what the fuck crap is I, I going mean, I down? Know, I've, <laughs> I've always, you know... <laughs> Being a street skater background, what do you do? You either throw a quick check or you don't want to put a flat spot in your wheel, so you throw a foot brake down. I just kind of carry that over, and everybody freaks out when they see me do it, but it is what it is. I mean, I probably was one of the earlier ones that was doing it really fast, but I don't know. I'm only in the Midwest. I'm not in the fucking Swiss Alps or none of that shit, right. so I'm not racing idea or whatever, but... It's just what it is. I mean, I'm comfortable doing it because I've been on a skateboard 30 years and my muscle memory is all right. I'm not going to get wobbles on one foot at 40, you know, whatever. Well, I know it's like some people grab rail nah. and they foot break. No, nah. like this is what I'm saying. I heard the story. It's like, you don't grab rail. You don't do shit. You just be like, I'll, even, I'll, even, I'll even foot break around corners. Fuck. It's all in that front leg, man. Your steer leg. Your back leg is only on there for balance. I mean, really. Oh. In my in my downhill and all that shit, all my weight is in my front. My back foot is just there in case I get loose. That's it. That's it. Damn. Damn, that's mind-blowing. So, I mean, you have to be able to steer with only your front foot if you're going to be doing some shit like that. But, yeah, but that that's that's it's mind-blowing. You know, it's just part of technique and experience and knowing yourself and your skateboard, really. Okay. Man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for doing the podcast with me, man. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell people where they can find you. Um, I don't really know. Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, in the wood shop? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you can sometimes find me at Burning Spider Stove Company. Um, and if you can't find me other than that, you can reach me through that spot. I always get their messages. I'm on their... I mean, I'm, I'm part owner of it. So if you text through... Burning Spider Steel Company, I will see it. If I don't see it, Joe will let me know. Um, you can also hit me up on my Facebook, Billy Angus. Uh, that's me. And you can't miss it. I got the big beard and the crazy hair. I'll let you boy. Yes, sir. Peace, guys. Thanks, man.